0: The Secret Zoo, Chapter 9 Secrets of the Chamber of Lights. Here comes one now. Noah spotted a security guard strolling down the corridor. It was the same one he'd seen at the Langer exhibit the one with the red hair and fat lips. He held a set of keys tied to a long string, and as he walked, he swung them in a big circle. This is the guy who talked to me when I met Mr. Tall He's weird. Keep your eyes on him, Ella said. The scouts were sitting on a bench in a theater that was less than 30 feet from the Chamber of Lights. The theater was a small room with 15 seats packed tightly together. The entrance to the theater was from the hallway leading to the Chamber of Lights. The wall that the room shared with the hallway was barely a wall, only four feet high. It merely sectioned off the room. In the front of the theater was a big television that played the same ten-minute video again and again. On the screen, a pair of cartoon frogs kept explaining how some tree frogs are ribbit poisonous and very ribbit deadly. The action scouts weren't interested in poisonous tree frogs. They were sitting in the tiny theater because it kept them out of sight while offering a clear view of the chamber of lights. What do you think he's going to do, said Richie. I don't know, Ella said. Just watch. The worker patrolled the length of the hall and turned back without glancing at the chamber of lights. He ambled past the theater and disappeared. Well, Richie whispered, he didn't even look at the chamber. Just hold on, Ella said as she checked her watch. The zoo doesn't close for almost an hour, and we know how weird things get at closing time. The scouts waited. Hiding behind the short wall, they spied on people moving up and down the hallway. They waited. They watched. They listened to the goofy cartoon frogs spout on and on about the different ribbit kinds of frogs. At one point, a child entered the theater, took a seat, and hurried off quickly after growing bored with the video. A little later, a lady's voice projected through a loudspeaker. She announced in a rush voice that the zoo would be closing in 10 minutes. "'so please make your way to the exits. "'Thank you very much. Have a nice day. "'Please drive safely.' "'Creepy critters promptly emptied. "'The building fell silent except for the soft gurgle of bubbles "'and the occasional reptilian croak or hiss or rattle. "'We'd better go,' Richie said, "'before the zoo closes and we get locked in. "'No,' Ella said, disagreeing. "'We stay.' We what? I have a, f- I have this feeling that we need to be here when the zoo's closed and the employees think everyone's gone. That's crazy, Richie said. Stay past closing time. We could get in serious trouble and I don't want... She's right, Noah said. We'll hide here for an hour. If nothing happens, we'll sneak out. It can't be too hard to get out of a zoo, right? are you guys nuts? Our parents will be home by then. Have you lost your- Richie, Noah said. It might mean finding my sister. Richie considered this. Okay, he said. We stay. The three children sat in silence. A half hour passed. Nothing happened. Richie was about to say something when Ella stuck out her hand and pinched his lips with her fingers. Shh, quiet. She leaned her ear toward the corridor. Someone's coming. The scouts heard a strange shuffling shuffling sound down the hallway. Peering over the short theater wall, they couldn't see who or what was approaching. It made scratching sounds against the floor. Skeet, skeet, skeet. The children rolled off the bench and huddled on the carpet. Noah whispered, are we hiding because we're afraid, or because we hope we won't get caught? I don't know, Ella answered. Both, I guess. Skeet, skeet. They crouched and peered over the wall. A moment later, they discovered the source of the sound. A zoo worker, with more hair on his face than his head, was strolling down the corridor, pausing occasionally to tap on the tanks playfully. "'Hello, Justice,' he said to a creature inside a tank. "'Good evening, Starlight,' he said to another. "'Glad to see you both back tonight.' "'Back?' Noah whispered. "'Back from where?' The worker casually looked toward the theater, and the scouts dropped like turtles ducking into their shells. They waited, and then the sound of his footsteps faded. They poked their heads up again and stared down the hallway." What's he doing? Richie asked. I don't know, Noah said. Just standing next to the chamber of lights. He's getting ready, Ella said firmly. Getting ready for what? Richie said. The man checked over his shoulder and slipped into the chamber of lights. He put on a pair of sunglasses and flung the curtain close. Sunglasses? Noah asked. For what? I have a feeling this "'I have this feeling we should get down,' Ella said. Noah was about to ask why when a soundless flash of light, as sudden as a camera flash and a hundred times more powerful, sprayed out from the gaps in the curtain covering the entrance to the chamber of lights. The scouts fell backward and covered their faces. After a few seconds, they sat up. Rubbing his eyes, Noah said, "'What happened?' Ella stepped out of the chamber and headed toward the stepped out of the theater and headed toward the chamber. Ella Richie screamed under his breath, don't be stupid. Richie and Noah ran after her. Ella, don't Richie warned again, but Ella would not be persuaded. She marched in the chamber of lights, threw back the curtain, and walked inside. Terrified, Richie and Noah stopped in their tracks and held their breath. Noah glanced at Richie. His friend was so helplessly frozen in place that he looked like a strange, misplaced lawn ornament. A moment later, Ellis strolled out and the boy sighed with relief. "'He's gone,' she stated. "'But how?' Noah asked. "'It's as if all that light evaporated him,' Richie whispered. "'Or took him away.' Away? Where? I don't know, someplace else. Behind them, an angry voice cut the air. What the heck? They spun around, walking down the hall, was the gangly security guard with red hair and fat lips. You kids need to beat it, the guard yelled as he marched up to them. And I mean now. His breath gushed with the la- with the last word, and Noah could smell what he'd eaten for lunch, something with enough garlic to gag a dinosaur. The scouts were too scared to say anything. Whoever this man was, he'd just seen what had happened, and that made him a part of whatever was going on. Uh, sure, mister, Noah blurted. Come on, the guard barked. The scouts couldn't move. The worker leaned toward them and yelled, I said move! He sounded like a cow and even looked like one with his big lips quivering. The scouts hurried up the hallway. The guard marched behind them, swinging his keys in a circle. Now the swing seemed menacing. What's best at this point, he said calmly, is for you kids to forget what you just saw. Remembering is only going to do a lot of people a whole lot of harm, and you don't want to be responsible for that now do ya? As the children walked along the corridor, no Noah noticed that the creatures in the aquariums were watching them. In the front of the t- tanks, fish darted restlessly in the water, snakes slithered anxiously, and frag- frogs jumped in all directions. Then they started to croak, hiss, and snort. The noises built up until the exhibit sounded like an overactive swamp. ''Don't worry about those creatures,'' the red-headed guard said, raising his voice to be heard over the animal sounds. ''Mister?'' Noah said. ''Shut up, kid.'' ''How do the animals know who we are?'' ''Shut up, and I mean it.'' The man's spit sprayed Noah's neck. ''You kids have no idea what you're getting into. This is none of your business.'' Noah suddenly felt that the man behind him knew something about Megan and her disappearance. From the peculiar guard at the polar pool, to Megan's distrust of zoo workers, to the behavior of the animals, to the guard who had just disappeared in the chamber of lights, too much implicated the zoo and its staff with the disappearance of his sister. Noah exploded with anger. He spun around and shouted, "'Where's Megan?' "'Where's who?' "'My sister. You know exactly who she is, and you know exactly how I can find her.' He became more furious with every word. "'Now take me to her. Take me to her right now!' The guard's face turned white, probably more from shock than anything else. He grabbed a fistful of Noah's shirt and hissed, "'Listen, brat,' It's time for you and your... Let me go, Noah strugg- struggled to break free, but only managed to entangle himself in his own shirt. Let me go, I said. Let go of him, you big jerk, Ella yelled. She kicked the guard in the shin. Ow, stupid kids! With his free hand, the guard snatched a walkie-talkie off his hip. Tank, come in, tank! I got a code red on the Megan situation and Creepy Critters requesting backup. The Megan situation, Noah said. You have a name for it? Quiet, kid. Let go, Noah shrieked. Ella booted the man in the ankle and Richie grabbed hold of his shirt. Ow, stink of brats. Creepy Critters... Double doors burst open. Standing just outside was a large, beefy man. When he walked through the door frame, he filled it completely. His hands were as large as oven mints, and his head was so bald and shiny that it glowed. His brown skin was deep and rich and oddly perfect, without a single blemish. "'Tank!' the red-headed guard called. "'Give me a hand with this slippery punk!' Tank trudged down the corridor and stopped in front of Noah. He crossed his massive arms over his massive body, nearly splitting the seams of his shirt. He was gigantic, the biggest man Noah had ever seen. Funny, Noah panted as he struggled to get loose. You certainly don't look like, let me go, any security guard I've ever seen around here. Quit squirming, kid the red-headed guard barked. "'Time to go, little man,' said Tank in a deep, throaty voice. "'Where's my sister?' "'She's gone, kid,' the guard said. He released Noah and added, "'You're just going to have to get used to that. "'Tank, get this pesky action scout out of my face.' "'Hey,' Ella cried. "'How do you know who we are?' "'Kid,' the guard said, Everyone knows who you are. What? Wait, what's going on? Where's my sister, Noah yelled. I want to... But before he could finish his sentence, Tank scooped him up and slung him over his shoulder like a beach towel. Let him down, Ella demanded. She tried to pack a punch, but Tank reached out at his enormous arm, seized her wrist, and proceeded to drag her behind him. He hauled his two captives out of the exhibit and down the path that led to a private exit behind the otter exhibit. Richie chased after them. When Tank reached the gates, he kicked one open and dropped Noah on the ground like a sack of laundry. Then with a clean jerk of his arm, he flung Ella on top of Noah. Richie squatted beside his friends and yelled, Hey, you can't do that! Quiet! Tank bellowed. I'm gonna report quiet! The booming thunder of the man's voice made the scouts pull back as if they were dodging a punch. Tank lowered his voice to a whisper. Is Charlie Red still behind me? Who? Ella asked. Charlie Red, the other guard. Confused, Ella said, No. Good. Listen, I gotta make this quick. He glanced over his shoulder and added, "'It looks like you kids are in this now. "'If the rumors are true, "'I guess we we'll, we have Marlowe and Blizzard "'and Mr. Talltail to thank for that.' "'What are you talking about?' said Ella. "'Be quiet and listen. "'Megan's inside. "'She's in trouble. "'Some of us on the inside want to help. "'Some are too afraid of.' "'Tank looked around nervously. "'I shouldn't even be saying this.' We could, he could be anywhere. He lives in the shadows. Heck, he is the shadows. Who, Noah said. Who are you talking about? No time for questions. This has got to be crazy for you guys. But there's too much to explain. I'll just say this. Do not draw attention to yourselves the way you did today. That was a big mistake. The more people know about this, the more dangerous things will get. Know about what, Richie asked. Who's in danger? Everyone, Tank said. The whole world. What? You're not making any sense, Ella said. That's it. I can't talk anymore. Charlie's watching. And he, well, he ain't rooting for you. If you know what I'm saying. Tank stepped backward. Tell nobody, and I mean nobody. We'll work through this, I promise you. I'll see that you guys make it into the inside. The inside of what, Noah demanded. The inside, Tank paused as if he was considering something. He turned to walk off and suddenly swung back around. Listen, they're really going to try to stop you now, so we need to speed this up. Noah, I need you to do something for me. What? How do you know my name? How do you check your mailbox my mailbox tomorrow no tonight at midnight exactly midnight not one second later what no more questions tank said let's just say i suddenly had an idea wait noah said gotta go remember beware of the shadows they listen and they see and keep this quiet i promise it will make sense soon Come back, well, Tank smiled and winked. Come back when you can stay a while. Tank, hold on, Noah called out. I don't understand. But Tank slammed the gate shut and bolted it. The scouts watched in silence as he ran back into the zoo. In a matter of seconds, he disappeared deep into the mystery and magic. Chapter 10 Midnight Mail Noah sat on the edge of his bed in his dark room and stared at the clock. 11.53. On their walk home from the incident at Creepy Critters earlier that day, the scouts had decided that Noah should check his mailbox as instructed and then report to Ella and Richie first thing in the morning. Now Noah's parents were asleep and he was ready to move. 11.54. Noah expected to find something in the mailbox, but he didn't know what. Though he hadn't figured out much, he was certain about one thing. Anything was possible. 11.55. It was time. He sneaked downstairs, put on his jacket, and slipped out into the cold, dark night. The sky was starless. As he headed for the mailbox, he threw his hood up and stuffed his hands in his pocket. It's cold, he mumbled. His breath rose like steam in front of him. As he walked down the driveway, he checked his watch. It was 11.56. He opened the mailbox but saw nothing inside except a dry leaf. Maybe I'm early. He glanced at his watch just as 11.57 turned to 11.58. He rocked back and forth to stay warm. The neighborhood was so quiet that he could hear the wind rustle and a few dry leaves that still hung on the trees. 11.58. Noah waited and waited. 11.58 morphed into 11.59. Then 12 o'clock midnight. Nothing happened. The time on his watch changed to 12.01, 12.02, 12.03. Maybe my watch is fast, he mumbled. Maybe... "'He heard a low sound and peered down the street. "'He could see nothing but darkness. "'I'm hearing things,' he told himself. "'I'm just...' "'He heard the sound again and fell silent. "'This time he was certain that it was something. "'But what?' he didn't know. "'It was a, It was soft, like feet tapping the pavement in the distance. "'Hello?' he said. "'A form began to take shape in the distance.' Something was running toward him. Noah took a step back and bumped into the mailbox. The clink of the metal made the box, made metal box made him yelp. Don't panic, he told himself. You were expecting something like this, but he wasn't sure what he'd expected. He had no idea what was out there. Tank had seemed to be on the, his side when he spoke to the scouts outside the zoo gates. But how did he know Tank wouldn't be double-crossing him? Maybe Tank was Charlie Red's best friend. Maybe the two zoo workers wanted to get rid of Noah and keep Megan's situation a secret. The tapping grew louder, and Noah started to make out the form down the road. Whatever the creature was, it was running on four legs. Noah didn't know what to do. He'd never been so confused in his life. It must be a dog, he said, hopefully, but he knew better. The running toward him was no dog. It was something that had escaped from the zoo. It was something that was following Tank's orders to meet Noah at this hour, at this specific spot. It was something that could be friend or enemy, just like Tank. Noah's stomach leapt up into his chest. Maybe this is how they'd kidnapped his sister. Maybe they'd tricked her. Run, Noah, run, he told himself. Run back to the house now. But he couldn't run, and he wouldn't hide, not with so many unanswered questions, not with Megan still missing. He felt sick. He felt betrayed. At that moment in the cold darkness, He closed his eyes and allowed the unknown animal to bear down on him. That's all.